Good morning. It is Whole30 Day 29. I can't believe we are already at almost done. Um, it's just gone by really fast. I will save my sort of bigger picture reflections about the Whole30 for tomorrow or maybe even for Day 31. But um, we asked some questions on or asked four questions on Instagram. And so I just wanted to talk about those today. <clears throat> so... <clears throat> We had about 40 questions and the vast majority of them were around two different topics. The first one being our workouts and how we felt, if we felt um, like we were properly fueled for our workouts, if we still used protein powder or anything like that, um, if we felt more sore. So for me, I felt really well fueled for my workouts. Um, I, I talked about this last week, but I definitely felt a lot more awake and ready at 5 a.m. than I typically do. And, um, you know, that's not necessarily specific to the things that, that like, you know, that's not like a direct um, pre-workout, anything, you know, like I wasn't eating anything before I worked out. But I think just like that was um, due to my just overall having better energy. And so that definitely was a huge improvement for me because typically I feel so just out of it in the mornings. I walk into the gym. The coach, like, every time kind of laughs at me because he knows that, like, I'm not going to interact for the first 10 minutes of class. And I definitely felt a lot, not, I wouldn't go so far as to say, like, perky, but I definitely felt a lot more energetic and ready to get up at 4.30. And um, when it comes to soreness, I don't necessarily, if I was a lot more sore, I didn't necessarily recognize it. Um, I've just been doing CrossFit for so long that if I get sore, it kind of just blends in with the rest of my life. I don't really notice unless I do like some crazy, crazy workout that is, you know, I remember the last time I was really, really, really sore was, um, this was years ago. Like the last thing that I remember being like so sore that I couldn't even move was like almost three years ago. Um, when we did the last time I did girls got the girls got our X competition and there was this workout called, I think it was called squat city or something like that. And it was like a bunch of, it was like 21, 59 or something like that. Anyway, it was just nothing but squats. And I like couldn't walk for days. That was the last time I really felt like that because it was like a 10 minute workout of nothing but squats with a heavy barbell. And, um, <clears throat> but outside of that, <clears throat> sorry, it's really like hazy, foggy, gross today. Anyway, um, outside of that, like when I get sore, it kind of just blends in with the other soreness in my life and just like, I'm just really used to it. So, um, I don't, I don't feel like I was particularly more sore than usual, but it didn't improve my soreness by any means. Um, I, I can't speak for joy, but I know that I did not use any type of supplement in terms of protein powder. We didn't use the, the, um, formerly pure one now equip products at all. And that two reasons, first of all, they have sugar in them, so we couldn't have used them anyway. But second of all, you know, whole 30 really is not about powdered foods. Um, in fact, it's about moving away from powdered foods. And so even if they, we had been able to find a protein powder that was technically compliant, I think it would have been very much against the spirit of the whole 30 to have used it. Um, which I know that for some people, you know, they really kind of live and die by their protein powders. And we absolutely love, <coughs> excuse me, um, 
equip as a company and, you know, think that when it comes to, if you like, if you're going to use powdered protein and powdered greens, that kind of thing, that those are definitely the ones that we would recommend. Um, but I also think that it's all too easy to rely on that. And, um, if you can, you should be getting those things through whole foods in your diet. Um, so I didn't do a protein shake recovery, but I went home and I ate eggs and bacon. Um, you know, and I didn't do the micro green powders, but I ate a crap ton of vegetables. So, and a lot of greens, you know, like I've been eating more salad than like, I'm not really a salad person, but I will, I did, um, discover, not discover. It's from my mom makes this really good salad dressing. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry about all the throat clearing. I know it is kind of gross to listen to. My mom makes this really good salad dressing that I finally started making. Like she's been making it my whole life and I loved it my whole life. And I finally asked her for the recipe (laughs) and it's just, um, a third cup of olive oil, two tablespoons of balsamic, um, balsamic vinegar, um, a dollop of gray Poupon or Dijon mustard, which you can kind of use as little or as much as you want, depending on the flavor that you're going for. Um, some crushed up garlic, like really, really, really crushed up. Like wait, we have like one of those garlic mincers and I put it through the garlic press like five times. And so it's basically like pulverized, um, a little bit of salt and then an egg yolk. So you put that all the way that I do it is I just put that into like a, like a water glass and then take a whisk or a fork and just whisk it all up. And, um, you know, when you're using raw egg yolk, obviously you got to be a little bit cautious, um, but we have chickens. And so it's really easy for me to feel good about using the egg yolks that come out of our yard. And even if I don't have that, you know, I'm buying pastured organic eggs at the store, I feel pretty good about it. So anyway, all that, just whisk it all together, put it right on your salad. It's really good. Um, you know, the Dijon mustard is pretty easy to find whole 30 compliant because it typically does not have added sugar. Um, but you might have to look around a little bit mustard in general, I found does not typically have added sugar. So it's a little bit more of like an easier, easier go-to condiment, whereas ketchup almost always has sugar. Anyway, um, so I've been eating a ton of salad, all that to say that like, I just haven't really felt the need to use powdered food. And I think that that's, um, like I said, even if I had technically found a compliant powdered food source, I think that would have very much gone against, um, the goal of the whole 30. Um, so yeah, for me, I think it positively affected my workouts, um, and it just in the sense that it positively affected my energy levels. And outside of that, I didn't really feel super strongly about whether my workouts in and of themselves, you know, if I did, I didn't make any huge gains, anything like that outside of, outside of my normal huge gains. (laughs) Um, yeah. The next question that pretty much everybody asked was what's the plan for, post whole 30. So I've talked about this before. I am planning on doing the reintroduction protocol. I think I'm going to do, so there's kind of two versions of it. There's like the reintroduction takes about 10 days where the first day you, um, reintroduce legumes and then you go back to two days of strict whole 30 just to kind of see your body does. And then you do, um, what's the next one? Non gluten grains, and then you go back to strict whole 30 for two days and see what happens. And then you do, I think dairy is next and then go back to strict whole 30. And then 
Hold on, I have to honk. Sorry. People texting at stoplights. Um, and so it, it like structures it out over about 10 days to slow, you know, kind of every third day or every second or third day you reintroduce something else and then go back to completely whole 30 for two days to kind of let your body reset and, um, really get an isolated sense of how you feel. I think that that is a good approach if you're the type of person who's like really eager to go back to eating certain things. Um, but there's also a slow roll introduction that they call it, which is what they call it, where if you're kind of like, you know what, I really like this way of eating. I'm not like really missing a lot of this stuff. I don't really feel like there's any reason for me to dive right back into eating it just for the sake of eating it. Um, and so you kind of just like take those foods as they come. And I think that's kind of more the approach that I'm going to take. I think, um, one of the first things I'm going to try to reintroduce is, um, non-gluten grains and specifically corn. I mean, I, um, don't want to get back to where I was with like binging tortilla chips, but I do like tortillas and that type of thing. And, um, you know, tacos. Um, (laughs) but I'm not really that I don't, I don't really miss gluten. I don't miss legumes. Like I don't really miss peanut butter. I like, like almond butter just fine, even though it's a lot more expensive. Um, I probably will reintroduce soy at some point just because it's an additive in a lot of things and it's kind of, um, tricky to avoid, but I think the biggest thing for me that I'm looking forward to is just not being quite so, so much of a stickler with sugar. And that's kind of the first step that they say, you know, like if you're going to kind of do a slow reintroduction, like just ease the reins on sugar because typically like the sugar, the things that you're worried about with sugar are more like mood based rather than gut based. Um, you know, like a sugar spike is more going to affect your, um, like a mood swing if you have, if you don't have a, a, um, insulin intolerance, which I've said this before, I don't really feel like I have serious sugar issues. So I'm looking forward to just easing the reins on that a little, but still, once again, I'm not going to go and like eat a bunch of ice cream or whatever, because I just, it's not really what I crave. Um, I'm not super concerned about alcohol. I probably will not, you know, the first thing I'm going to do is not go pour myself a glass of wine. Um, but I think longer term after, you know, kind of that reintroduction period happens, I'm not planning on going back to counting macros anytime soon. There may be a time and place for that in my life later on, but I really wanted to give myself a good break from that. Um, it just was getting to the point where, you know, like I said, like I'd lost, really lost touch with my body and my hunger patterns. And I don't want to go back to that. So it's just not, it's just not necessary for the lifestyle that I have right now. Um, I will probably continue to eat majority whole 30 compliant for all the reasons that I've just talked about and, you know, kind of just take it from there and take it as it comes. Um, somebody asked if I would recommend doing whole 30 during pregnancy. I think it would be really dependent on your own pregnancy. Like for me, when I was pregnant, I, could not even smell cooking eggs for a while. And I had a really hard time with like, um, I just had a hard time with like strong cooking smells. So it would have been pretty hard for me to get enough protein eating whole 30. And I ate a lot of cottage cheese, which at the time was fine. Like my body was handling dairy really well when I was pregnant for some reason. But, um, 
yeah. So it's kind of up to you. I think it could be really good. I think that you definitely could get plenty of food and could get plenty of, um, you know, obviously plenty of nutrition and nutrients, but I think it kind of is just people's food sensitivities and appetites and food aversions when they're pregnant are really, really specific. And, um, I don't think it'd be out of the question, but I think you definitely would kind of need to take it day by day. Um, I'm trying to think what other questions people asked a lot of really, it was just kind of those two main ones. Like did it affect your workouts and what's the plan for the future? I know there were some other specific ones. Um, I know somebody asked, like, did you miss anything specific? I mean, I kind of, you know, there were definitely times where I was, like, frustrated that I was having to eat something that was inconvenient or having to pass up, like, the convenient option. But I wasn't ever really like, oh, my God, I need this XYZ thing right now. Um, and the other question that people have asked is about our voice memos, which, you know, I love that you guys have loved the voice memo so much. This was totally an experiment and it went really, really well. That being said, I don't think that it would be really the same for us to just like, if we don't have something specific we're checking in on. So, I mean, I could see us like including kind of more of these types of informal voice memos, but I don't think it's something that we are going to incorporate regularly for right now anyway, uh, going forward because we don't have like a specific thing we want to you know, like our next challenge or whatever that we want to talk about. But when we get to that point, um, you know, I think that we'll be a lot more open to looking for and like being specifically open to looking for things that lend themselves to daily voice memo check-ins because there's just been such a great response. And we've had so many new people find our podcast through these check-ins and, um, it's just really been super successful. So that's been awesome. Um, anyway, I am almost to, uh, daycare with Miles. So I am going to sign off for day 29. Um, I hope you guys are enjoying these episodes and tomorrow will be our last check-in and, um, yeah, looking forward to checking in then. Have a great day. Oh my gosh, you guys, it's day 29. Who'd have thought we got here? Who'd have thought? So happy Monday. I am on my way to the gym, and I was thinking last night that Monday's going to be hard because all weekend I had dogs to distract me from what's going on in my life, and I tend to, if I'm very honest with myself, I'm someone who likes to compartmentalize and just, I think a lot of us do this. I mean, I don't like to wallow and feel sad 24-7 because it just feels bad, Um, but I'm I'm in all honesty dreading going to work today because it's, I just don't want to feel my feelings. Um, and the week is probably going to be difficult again, um, as it should and emotions are going to be all over the place and I just have to be okay with that. But, uh, God, it just sucks. Okay. So I am very aware last night I was like, man, I, (laughs) I was very much blissfully ignoring a lot of what's going on in my life uh, because I it was the weekend and I had amazing dogs around me and etc etc the dogs are still with me by the way (laughs) Um, and they're just amazing it was a great weekend it was very hot spent a lot of time outdoors Um, it was really good for the soul so I hope you guys had a good weekend as well. We got a lot of good questions from you guys for 
what to talk about or questions you have for us for the whole 30. Um, and so we will address some of this, um, in the next couple days. And we may even do a few check-ins with the, um, protocol because Claire and I are both going to be reintroducing foods and going that route. So for those of you who are asking questions about the protocol, you are welcome to submit questions for that because we will be reintroducing. I'm also reading The Power of Habit right now, which I think is pretty good timing. I've had it on my Audible account for a long time, but sometimes I just can't read or listen to quote-unquote more dry books. It's kind of like I need something really dramatic to (laughs) get my attention. So I tend to, I know this sounds so weird, you guys, but I tend to read a lot of books about um, addiction and a lot of like disorders related to behavioral health because it just fascinates me, the human condition. So I, that's, I think that's why I love reading biographies or listening to biographies because I love hearing people's stories and um, just inspiring that way. I, connecting to humans is, is what I love to do. Um, so I'm reading The Power of Habit and I'm just a couple chapters in, so I please do not <laughs> take anything I say as fact just yet because I'm not at all close to being done with the book, but, uh, I love how they talk about your decision making is habit is a comfort to us and habit is more or less keeping us in survival mode. Because if you have, if you have to consciously make too many decisions, it's just, it kind of trips the brain and overwhelms the brain. Um, I read that Obama, wore blue navy blue suits every single day because it was one less decision that he had to make um and so there is such a thing as decision fatigue so if you are trying to change a habit it is very that's why it's so difficult because you're just the comfort and the ease of doing something where you don't even have to think about it is kind of, uh, lends itself to our survival. So anyway, I would like you to consider reading that book. It's called The Power of Habit. I don't have the author right in front of me, but it's, it's a very popular book. I have no doubt you will find it easily. Um, and so it got me thinking a lot about just how we kind of, uh, autopilot throughout our day and not to say that we have to be conscious about every single thing that we do, but I do think that that's something that I love about the challenges that Claire and I have done or even goals that we've set for each other um, or for our individual selves is that it kind of forces you to really think about what you do every single day and how to break up that those patterns. Um, ruts, you know, are kind of the same thing. Like when we get into a rut, quote unquote rut, uh, I, I remember Bob Sandy telling me once when I was going through a tough time at my old job that even though, you know, cause I was questioning, should I change jobs? You know, I, I have it so good. It's good enough type of thing. And she's like, well, just cause it's comfortable, you know, sometimes you, you have to be aware that it's comfortable. Um, but it's not, it's, uh, what she say? Something about like the jagged edges can be a little comfortable. You have to really make sure that it's something that's making you feel alive and you have to recognize when you're in a rut that's a little comfortable and it's that whole piece about me not wanting to take big risks I like to take calculated risks so anyway so just kind of think about that too of um, questioning why you do things in your life I think it's just a good practice overall Um, 
a lot of the things that I would do with my patients is especially now this is kind of nitty gritty. Okay. So I'm not saying everyone needs to do this, but if you're at a point in your life where you are really struggling and just cannot find the strength to even think about moving or even think about making a change, what I would do, um, I would do this with my very clinically severe clinical depression is I would pull out a calendar, just like a piece of paper with legit just Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, right? Days of the week. And every single day under each day had time from the time that you wake up to the time that you go to bed, hour by hour, what you're going to do. And I'm not even kidding. That is very effective for clinical depression because what happens is you tend to spin your wheels. Um, I'm sorry, I'm going off on a ma- massive tangent. What I think my point is being is that I, my point is that you, I really want everyone, and myself included, I think this whole journey has made me really realize that uh, the decisions we make every single day and how they, those add up. I've said before that. So then back to that calendar. Sorry, this it's 5:30 a.m. You guys, I'm like all over the place. Um, but that calendar, what that will do is essentially build on tiny little movements. And that's the whole point. Okay. So building on tiny little movements. So, um, but I think the piece that we are, you know, that I'm thinking of as well is just like the, the pieces that I accumulate over these fitness journeys or little things that I do for myself is really what matters. And if we take too big of chunks, then we're just setting ourselves up to fail. So if you go into the whole 30 and you think like, oh my gosh, I'm going to change my whole, like rehaul my whole life. No, that's not the point. So, um, I think that's kind of the, the success and the non-scale victory I'm looking at here is that like, I've really gathered some great habits along the way and I'll continue to do these things because you just kind of keep, you know, keep putting stuff in your pocket and every single time you do one of these, you have more stuff filling your pocket. It's really cool. All right, wrapping up part one of day 29. So happy. We've, we've, we're almost there. We're almost there. All right, part two coming up. All right, just finished the workout. Um, I've been taking weekends more or less off to just do walking. And I did a couple runs this weekend, like really short runs. So I guess not off, off, but off from CrossFit, I should say. And I really like it in the summertime. It's really nice to get outside in Colorado. So I've been really wanting to spend my weekends outdoors, whether I'm gardening or just going to the park with JT. Had a lot of dogs to walk this weekend. And then I managed to get a couple short runs in that felt really good. Um, Yeah, so kind of picking that up again. I don't really know why. It's just like, yeah, it just kind of feels good. And I think I'm trying to mix it up. Keep the body guessing. So just finishing up on day 29 thoughts and answering your questions. And please, please continue submitting your questions. Even if it's after the whole 30, we'd love to help you any way we can. I highly recommend it starts with food. I cannot stress that enough, but I also realize everyone is in a different spot. So I am very much in the mindset that I was ready to hear that book and I was ready to do this. It was a little scary, but I I managed and, you know, I kept the mantras that the book really stay in there, really get you thinking as you're going along the journey. And I cannot 
recommend that highly enough. So the, one of the questions someone asked was, what are you going to give up? Or is there anything that you're really going to adopt after the whole 30? Mine, no question is I'm going to eliminate stevia. Not in the additives if I go out to eat or if I'm at a restaurant or if I'm like, you know, picking up a drink at the store. I'm going to be mindful about the labels. I definitely will see what is added in it if it's artificial sugars. So that's one piece, but I'm going to completely wipe out my kitchen of stevia. And I had a lot of stevia and I would always add stevia to my coffee and at Starbucks, I'd get that, you know, whatever it is. It's like whole something sugar that they started carrying. I'm like, oh, it's from the earth. This must be good. And it's just like, ah, who are you kidding? So I did not really have a good relationship with that. I noticed, even doing the whole 30, I'll get to this in a second, but I realized that I added a lot of stevia to whatever what I was eating. And I did that a ton with macro counting. Oh, it was so bad. I would make you know, uh, of what is it? High volume foods. And I would just cover it with stevia. Oh, it's so gross. But I did that because I was like, I was starving for something. Um, so that's, that's definitely something that I will be mindful of. I am toying with the idea of just loosely, I, I feel like I was thinking about this a little bit yesterday, loosely tracking macros just to compare. I absolutely have a non-scale victory would be less anxiety around macro counting because doing the whole 30, the success around whole 30 is way more important that I have a better relationship with food than any aesthetic could provide. Honest to gosh darn goodness. And I would say some curse words there, but I'm, I'm trying to be mindful that potty mouth is not always <laughs> ladylike joy, be ladylike. So I, I want to just really pat myself on the back for this one. When I was doing macro counting and I dropped a ton of weight and I dropped a lot of body fat and I was lean as a mofo and every time I'd go to the grocery store, I would get approached if I did bodybuilding competitions that was weird to me, you guys. And I look at photos and I get grossed out. And if you are doing that, more power to you. That was just not my thing. And I was miserable. I was miserable. But did I have a lower number on the scale? Yeah. But it sucked. And I was constantly thinking about food. And I was constantly worried I was going to get hit macros. I, at the end of my macro counting journey, I did work with amazing an amazing coach that I've mentioned before that really pulled me into finding a better balance, which I cannot, uh, I cannot state that enough of how important that was for me. So I uh, was very grateful to have that, but it, it took me a while to, to rebound. So the beautiful thing about doing a whole 30 is that I have very much remedied, what is it, uh, re rebuilt, rebound, re <laughs> sorry, Whew. words, they're hard, you guys, I've rebuilt and reestablished and healed that relationship for the better with food than I ever could imagine doing, I can't, you can't, I mean, you do macro counting for the sake of really kind of getting some good knowledge around the food you're putting in your body and that's all fine and good and your aesthetic changes and that's wonderful and 
I, you know, again, I don't, I don't want to discount because I know some of you guys are still doing this and I do not want to discount this. This was my experience. Okay. So I'm not trying to poo poo it. I realize the benefit, absolutely realize the benefit, but I also see that it did, it just didn't work for me mentally. Okay. Let's leave it at that. So now that I'm healing this relationship with food, that is way more important because I don't have the same uh, body fat percentage. I'm guessing, I'm just guessing. I'm guessing I don't have the same body fat percentage as I did when I was like the lowest on macros, but that just doesn't, that's not important to me. It was just not important to me. So um, being able to look at food and, and have the knowledge of how it's supposed to nourish me, being able to heal my body in the sense of my body now recognizes food, nourishing food, and all the networking systems that go on in our biology recognizes the food and says, I'm hungry, I'm full. And knowing that feeling, priceless, okay? I'm very happy about that. It is something that uh, someone asked about, is it worth doing if you're fairly healthy? And Claire and I are fairly healthy. We're both fairly healthy people. So, um, you know, when I jump on the, if I jump on the scale tomorrow, I'm actually, I had a, I had a thought this weekend that I really want to dump my scale again, like Claire did when we were first doing the podcast. And that was very liberating. Um, I didn't, I didn't weigh myself for years, forever, ever and ever and ever. My husband had the scale and he would use it. And I didn't even think twice about jumping on the scale. So I may not jump on the scale, who knows, but I just think if you're a healthy person, you can be a healthy person, but have a horrible relationship with food. And Claire and I are going to discuss this on a future episode because we did get a comment from someone that I don't think it's worth going into a voice memo because I just want to, I want to do it justice by having a very thoughtful, mindful, intelligent conversation around this topic. But, um, one of the questions did come up with like, Hey, you know, um, I did rant about this famous blogger, um, saying that, or, you know, fitness celebrity saying that when she had a ice cream sandwich after a competition that she earned it and someone wrote that they were like, well, that's, it's kind of offensive for you to say that because I think there's times when I work really hard and if I go out and have chips and salsa and I feel like I earned it, then, you know, you're, you're kind of poo-pooing me and I feel kind of offended by that. And I was like, whoa, it really got me thinking. So Claire and I are definitely going to address that in the future episode. But I, I also kind of want to touch on the point of, and I'm not saying this person has, I'm not addressing you if you're listening, I'm not addressing this, but I think as a whole, as a whole, if you have, we can, we can be healthy as all get out, but if, if we're, if we're not emotionally intact, your physical health means shit. Okay. I'm sorry. It just does for everyone. I'm speaking to everyone. Um, and Claire mentioned that earlier as we were doing the whole 30, it's like, I don't give, I mean, look at, look at how quote unquote healthy I was. So just, just keep that in mind, you guys. So I, you know, if you're a healthy person and you're like, should I do the whole 30? If you have like any qualms or any stress about eating in general, I absolutely would recommend the whole 30 because (laughs) I know I sound cliche and like I'm drinking the whole 30 Kool-Aid, but I cannot overstress that it starts with food is like, the game changer of your mental game. And while we think that we're going to get healthy doing the whole 30, it has so much more to do with like the little aha moments you have throughout your day or the things that you notice in your body that are like, wow, I feel like I have energy or the nine scale victories that are just 
limitless. Okay. So it is funny how the food that we're putting in our bodies and we're expecting it, it just, the outcomes are way different. They're, they're different than anything you could ever expect. So, um, you're, it's kind of like digging deep. You're going into the fields, you're doing a lot of things that you, they're just not the traditional diet. So I would highly recommend it. Even if you're fairly, fairly healthy, just for the sense of, can you do it for, do something fairly restrictive, quote unquote restrictive for 30 days and you would be amazed at what you realize about yourself. So I'm, I'm all about that internal growth and journey and kind of being your best self inside and out and being at peace with yourself and your body. I also want to say one last thing as I was running this morning doing the wad that we put, I, I just kind of need to say this out loud, even though I know it's stating captain stating the obvious, but, um, we have, we put so much, we, we put expectations on our bodies to be like other bodies. And I think that's the other thing about the whole 30 is like, I love my body for what it is. I'm, I, uh, have tried many, many times to be like, Oh, I'm going to be nice to my body. I'm going to treat it well. I'm going to say nice things to it, but I'm, I'm kind of done putting expectations on my body that are just like someone else's body. So I'm, I'm wanting to kind of just say goodbye to that piece, <laughs> to that mantra that was going on in my head for so long, because I'm never, you know, I'm, I'm joy and joy's body is joy's body. So that's really kind of like, if I was to put a picture up of my body in a bikini and, or like a before and after, um, that's my body. And that's not for anyone to compare it to because your body is your body. So I just think we need to cut that crap. And I know it's again, it's just captain stating the obvious, but, um, I was thinking about that today. I was like, someone who's like naturally really, really skinny is that's their body. That is their body. So my body is tall and I have strong shoulders and big muscles. That is my body. Um, for me to say, oh, I'm going to go achieve like a Kate Moss aesthetic, which I'm sorry, you guys, I know it's like so extreme, but really like not going to do it because I'm not Kate Moss, right? <laughs> I never will be. Oh, but her face is so pretty. Anyway, that's my thoughts for day 29. We're almost there. Woo! Can't wait to finish this journey and we'll keep talking with the reintroduction phase. And I feel like I, we should do a Facebook live event where everyone who's done a whole 30 or how can we get everyone on? Yeah, maybe Facebook live. I just wish I could see everybody. Uh, maybe I can FaceTime all of you. <laughs> can we FaceTime like 500 different ways. Um, so that we can all like just drink a glass of wine together. Maybe if you're in the Denver area, send me a message and then we can just come over to my house. We'll sit on the deck and cheers the end of the whole 30 with a glass of wine. Okay. Message me. Let's do it. I'm down. All right. Love you guys. Bye-bye.